Welcome to the Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. My angelic beings that I've made have worshipped me, but he says, I stoop low to hear you worship me. For as a, a candle on a lampstand, a city on a hill, your worship shines through your fallen state. Your worship declares and rings out through the darkness what I can do, how good I can be, how great is my love and my mercy. The Lord says, worship me. Worship me and bring effect and change. Worship me and declare and, and cry out my goodness, says the Lord. For it has power like you do not understand. Mercy. It has power like you do not know. God says, worship me. Shine. Shine through your worship. Mm. Worship through your fallenness. And I will lift you up, says the Lord. It's 12.04. Ain't nobody else more hungry than I could be. Just keep in mind that the preacher knows that. So, but I got a word. I believe I've got a word from the Lord. We, we had the baby dedication. Beautiful, beautiful babies. And all the time, it, it's interesting. The mothers, are, they want their baby to be just, you know, don't make any noise. I, we don't care. We don't care. As long as you dedicate them to the Lord. Amen. And I want to preach to you for a few minutes on a subject called like a child. Like a child. Father, thank you for your word. Lord, it's already anointed. I ask you, Father, that you'll open our understanding to the word. I pray for your utterance, God, that I'll deliver this word as you want it delivered, that it will touch lives and bring victory in people's souls. We ask you to do it, God, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, everybody said, please don't let that be the last time I like interaction, okay? If you don't like it, say something. Don't just sit there and look at me like I'm an idiot, okay? If you like it, say amen. If you really like it, give an offering. It'll go to the church, but I'm just saying. Amen. Matthew chapter 18, verse 1. At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? That question is still astounds me. I read it in the 9 o'clock service, but it still astounds me. Here Jesus is in their midst. Here they've seen Jesus do miracles. Here they've seen Jesus do so many things, and they're wanting to know who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Verse 2, And Jesus called a little child unto them, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Think about that. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Now Jesus used this scripture to teach a great lesson on humility, but I want you to take a look at it from another perspective. As a little child, Jesus set him in the midst of all these great men, you know, from all over the area. Jesus set this little child in the midst of those great men not only to send a message to them, but just how important was that child to him to do that. See, you're important to God. Stop letting the devil tell you something else. You are important to God. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you're at this moment. You are important. You are so important that he gave his only son. And so Jesus said, he called the child to them, and he put the importance on that child using him as an example. We as adults should always take time to speak with children. Now listen, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. You know, 
sometimes my patience with children, you know, except for my grandbabies, that's different. But what we have to learn as adults is when a child is coming up to you, and I don't, and if you don't want me to, tell me, because who was it that uh, Sawyer? Sawyer was on stage a few weeks ago, and I was talking with Angie and, and them over here, and I don't know if he come to me, but I was walking this way, and he, he got to me, and I looked at him, and he went, I picked him up. I picked him up, because I wanted him to know that I loved him. Amen. I wanted him to know that I loved him. Now, Brindley, you know, Brindley is a beautiful baby, but I couldn't take her because I wasn't her mama. You understand what I'm saying? I could not take her because I wasn't her mama, but she's learning. I've been told she's learning. But when we come in contact with little children in this house and even little children in Walmart that seem like they're going totally bananas, you need to minister to them. Everyone, under the sound of my voice, whether you acknowledge it or not, you are a minister. Didn't say you were a pastor necessarily, but you are a minister. Ministering to someone is, one, meeting their need. Number two, telling them the good news. And can I tell you, sometimes all a child needs is a hug. Did you know that in our children's ministry, and we have got... And Pastor Richard, he's the, our children's ministry director. And I'll say this in front of his face, behind his back, if he's here or not. We've got one of the greatest children's ministry in this nation. We absolutely do. That's okay. You can give him a hand. Go ahead. Did you know that some of the tithe that you give goes to children's ministry? And did you know what it goes to buy? It goes to buy chips and cookies and juice and stuff like that. For, for kids on Wednesday night. Sometimes they seem like the craziest on Wednesday night. But you know what? Sometimes that's the only meal they have all day. So everybody under the sound of my voice is a minister. So when you come in contact with children other than your own, and let me say this too. Oh, you need to treat your children like they're a gift from God. I'm, I'm just going to say this, okay? And if you get offended at me, Come to me, say, I offended you. I'll apologize. You can take me out for steak dinner. <laughs> I cannot stand to hear a mother or father in Walmart yell at their kids simply because I know they're trying to get attention to themselves. I hate that. I hate that. If you're not going to discipline them at home, don't discipline them at Walmart. Well, that wasn't even in my notes. I mean, because children are a gift from God. Sorry, Jennifer. I wasn't going to drink out of that one anyway. Children are a gift from God. And let me go ahead and say it this way. No matter what age they are, they're still a gift from God. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to you like as a child. Now, here's some things about little children. Even the babies that we observe today, a baby dedication. In being as this little child, we must remember that those babies... Those babies are totally, totally depending on their parents for everything, for everything. They're totally depending on their parents for everything, like we should totally depend on God for everything. Please don't get the idea, well, I can handle this, God. You don't need to do anything about it. Listen, you know, I can get up and speak. Pastor can get up and speak. Pastor Matt can get up and speak. But it does, if it doesn't have the anointing, that's all it's going to be is speaking. 
We can speak, but we've got to have the anointing. Amen? So we are dependent on God to move in this house every time we get up. Be dependent on God for everything that you need. When a child is born, it's totally dependent on mom and dad for everything. It cannot do anything on its own except for breathe, and even that comes from God. As believers, we must be as a child and realize we have to be totally dependent on the Father for everything. In Acts 17, 28, it says, for in Him, in who? In God. For in Him we live and move and have our being. As certain also of your own poets have said, for you are also His offspring. It's in Him we live, in Him we move, in Him we have our being. To me, that's everything. Understand that we've got to walk in the presence of the Lord at all times and realize that we are depending on Him for everything. Let me just stop here for just a second and just ask you, have you just taken things into your own hands and made a wreck of everything? I have. I have, I have more than once. And if you ask my wife, she'll tell you more than that. Because I think, well, I think, I, you know, I can handle this. Let me tell you something. Outside of Christ, you may handle it for a while, but eventually you will crash and burn. And those that have said, amen, because you do. We must not only be dependent on him, we must know that he will supply what we need. Watch this. Our children need us to supply them with everything. They need food. They need clothes. They need shelter. They need toys. They need clothes. They need toys. They need toys. They need toys. It's that simple. It's that simple. We supply them with everything. It's amazing to me. You know, Angie will bring something home for the grandbabies. And now, I'll admit it. I'll admit it. What's the first thing I ask? How much was it? I do. Then she tells me, well, it's this much. But I got 40% off. Then I had a $10 coupon. And then I got an additional 30% off, which made it that. So I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm telling you, if you want to learn how to shop, I'm not kidding. She'll bring things home and she'll be out somewhere and I'll be calling her and I'll say, how much you spent? She'll say, did you mean how much did I save you? <laughs> but we need to know that he's going to supply everything. Those babies, these babies, they, they don't know right now. But without a doubt, the mom and dads are going to supply everything they need. And if for some reason, I told them in the early service, if for some reason my boys couldn't provide for their kids, granddad and grand are going to be stepping up. Whatever they need, they can have. If I had to go borrow it from the bank, I'd do it. Because of our love for them. Because of our love for them. Jesus went to the cross because of his love for you. Think about that. We need to realize that he is going to supply what we need. Philippians 4.19, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. For years and years and years and years. I always thought, what you need, what you need. Can I tell you that that word in there means also want. God will give you your wants. And I think there's some stipulations on that. I don't have scripture for it, but I think, you know, if you pay your tithe and you're giving your offerings, I think God blesses you. And he does. He, listen, for her to find the deals that she needs, that is nothing less than a blessing from the Lord. Well, it's available to everyone, but not everybody can find them. I'm just saying. Ephesians 1.22 and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Watch this. Which is his body, the fullness of him that 
supply, that word filleth, supply all in all. He will supply your need. And let me tell you something, and, and this has never happened in our house, but if all we had was food enough for the kids and none for us, kids would get fed. We'd go without. Keep that in mind. Kids would go fed. We would go without. Not only do we need to know that he will supply our need, we've got to be willing to learn as children, as a child, as they begin to grow, they'll learn different things. In essence, when we teach them, we teach, we teach our kids to talk. Did you realize that? How do we do that? Well, it's amazing to me that a beautiful child, be it three months or six months or however old, can make a babbling idiot out of a 59-year-old man. And I don't care. I'll get, in, I'll, I'll get down in, in the face of a little baby. And uh, this started off with Amelia at first, I believe. Excuse me, and her mom would try to make her smile. I said, no, no, don't do that. Because usually I can get babies to smile. All of a sudden, that she's a grin. It'll melt your heart. It'll melt your heart. And my point is this, is that we need to learn that we need, to, we need to learn to learn. Okay? Let me ask you this, dads. When your, when your baby first started saying, dad, 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 what'd you start doing? Dad, 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 dad. That's exactly what we do. And I started granddad, granddad, granddad. Amen. But you've got to be willing to learn. I'm talking about like as a child. Be willing to learn those things. In Psalm chapter 25, verse 4, it says, Shew me thy ways, O Lord, teach me thy paths. 25, 5 says, Lead me in thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait. Shew me thy paths and teach me. We have to learn. Then I came across this scripture. Job 6, 24. Teach me and I will hold my tongue. And cause me to understand wherein I have erred. Most of the time people will take, teach me and cause me to understand wherein I have erred. Now, I'll admit it's hard for me, but I'm learning to hold my tongue. There's just sometimes you don't need to say anything. And there's a lot of times you don't need to put it on Facebook don't shout me down while I'm preaching good now. Listen, if it ain't good, don't share it. That's good. I know what the knows either. If it ain't good, don't share it. Why are you sharing stuff like that? Well, I, I want to see how... And if you've done this, please don't get offended at me. Don't send me a message saying, well, I want to see how many people love Jesus if you'll click here. I love Jesus whether I click on anything. Amen. <laughs> I'm talking about like as a child. We've got to be like a child. Let's go a little bit further. We've got to be willing to learn, but then after we learn it, after we learn it and after we teach it to our children, we've got to apply it with what God is teaching us, just like our children have to apply it. You know, our children don't know how to hold a glass of milk until we teach them. I remember one time we were at the refrigerator and we have 12 Disney magnets on there 
And uh, Emma was sitting there pointing them all out to me, and she pointed them all out to me, and I took the time. Then I opened the refrigerator for something, and she started talking about, well, what is this, and what is this, and what is this, and what is this, and what is this? And to me, to me, it got monotonous, but I knew how important it was to let her know. Anytime they have a question, stop and answer them. Stop and answer them. Stop. Yeah, but you don't know how many times. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, yes, I do. But you know what? They'll remember those times that you stopped and answered and that you took the time. You know what? We remember the time that God took the time to stop and answer our questions. Second Timothy, I'm talking about applying what God is teaching us. As our children will begin, as they grow older, they'll begin to apply what they've learned. I taught both of my boys. Didn't I teach both, did I teach both of my boys to drive? Who taught you? Oh, okay. Okay, well, the way he drives now is not my fault. <laughs> Just so you'll know. I taught them both correctly. I did. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Study. That's applying what God's teaching you. 2 Corinthians 13.5, Examine yourselves. I could stop right there. Whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. Know this, that if Jesus Christ wasn't in me, I'd be a reprobate. I have no doubt. Examine yourselves. Sometimes you just need to look in the mirror and say, really? I mean, sometimes you just need to say, because you've messed up everything. You thought it was going to turn out this way, and it turned out that way. And I'm talking about like as a child. Okay? And you thought it was going to be this way, and it turned out that way. And sometimes you, you just... You just got to have to own it and repent of it and say, God, I'm sorry. I messed it up. Can we do it again? There's nothing wrong with that. Husbands, there's nothing wrong with saying I'm sorry to your wife when you are wrong. And all the wives said? Okay. All the rest of them are scared. No, I'm just kidding. And let me say this. Wives, when you're wrong, there's nothing wrong with saying I'm sorry. And all the husbands said? Yeah, Michael will pay for that one. But anyway, <laughs> examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves. That word prove means to test, approve, discern, examine, and try. Yeah, Pastor Mike, I've tried it before and it's not worked. I've tried it and tried it and tried it. What am, we, what am I telling you to do? Try it again. Try it again. You know, well, the Lord's not answered the prayer. How many times have you prayed? Well, a couple of times. Or a thousand times. Pray again. Pray again. Always remember, our ways are not your ways. Our thoughts are not your thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Okay, keep that in mind. Now, what are you teaching your children? Psalm chapter 8, verse 2 says, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hath Hast thou adorned strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger? That word suckling there means babies. Out of the mouth of babes and babies, he's ordained strength. Like as a child. Isaiah 59, 21 says this, As for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord, my spirit that is upon thee, and my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, 
nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy... I'm going a little bit too fast. As for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord. My spirit that is upon thee and my words... Dads, get this. Moms, get this. My words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed's seed, saith the Lord, from henceforth and forevermore. That means, Dottie, the work, the work that you and Mike have done in Heather is not just for that seed, but it's for Kylie, the seed's seed, and then the seed's seed's seed. God knows what he's doing. You don't think what you say around your children isn't important? Well, you know, you don't, you don't think, listen, they will imitate you. They will imitate you down to the nth degree. So what are you saying around your children? Matthew chapter 21, verse 16 says, And he said unto them, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus saith unto them, Ye have never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise. Here's what it means. Perfected thou hast completely thoroughly praised. Thou hast adjusted your praise. Can I tell you that sometimes you need to adjust your praise going through the situations that you're going through? Yes, Lord, I praise you that you're not going to have me go through the situation. But what happens if he knows better than you do and he knows you have to go through the situation? You have to adjust the praise. Say, okay, Lord, I thank you that you're going to let me go through this, but you're going to be with me all the way. That's adjusting your praise. It also means prepare. Thou hast prepared praise. Hmm. Thou hast restored praise. Is it time to restore praise in your house today? Is it time to restore those things that you have let wane? When's the last time you prayed with your children? And I'm not talking about now lay me down to sleep. I'm talking about, okay, Emma, I'm going to pray. Granddad's going to pray for you. And we take a moment and we pray with her. Okay, Kason, we're going to pray with you. Now listen. I want to show you something, and I'm going to show you three things out of it. They're going to play a video, and I want to ask you this question first. Does your children hear you perfecting praise? Okay. I want, now listen, when you preach, you can play your own video. Okay. So just, just <laughs> indulge me on this for just a minute. Watch this. How many know that's worth more than a million dollars to me? Because it was impromptu. We were sitting out on the on the porch. I got a little concerned when he stuck his finger in his mouth, but it's okay. When he turned his head, Angie had come out the front door, but you notice how he picked back up on it? There's three things I want you to know. One, he followed me. Now, I can't sing worth, uh, worth anything, but he followed me singing. Your children follow you. You should follow God in such a way. The second thing, and I had said this before, but our children's ministry is one of the greatest in this nation. That's proof. That's proof of what, what, cause what they're teaching. And number three, above everything else, mom and dad have more influence over them than anybody. 
more than Pastor Mike, more than Pastor Hall, more than the Sunday school teachers that you have. You, mom and dad, you have the greatest influence over your children. And understand this, that God desires to have that kind of influence over you, that you will follow him every step of the way. I'm preaching like a child this morning. All these points are suggesting that we become as little children as we depend on him, know that he will supply our need, that we're willing to learn, that we apply what we have learned and been taught, and that we reevaluate from time to time what you're teaching your children. And the reason you have to evaluate, because as they get older, you know, the, the uh, walker doesn't work anymore because they're walking. It's one thing I hate about being a granddad is they're growing up. They're just growing up. And let me tell you something, mom and dad, take the time, take the time to enjoy your children because they're going to grow up so fast. Well, yeah, I've heard that. You're an old man. No, no. They grow up so very fast. So as they progress as children, because they are still children, we put away the walker. We put away the one thing where you put them in the seat and they go round and round and learn to walk. We put that away. And then they graduated to a house that we put in the man cave. We put a slide in the man cave. Yeah, they're taking over the man cave. We put a slide down in the living room, the great room, which they love. And I, I get on an auction site trying to find bargains. Well, I found this one microphone. Is it a frozen microphone? Okay, it's a frozen microphone. Well, Emma's all about frozen. Well, and just for the record, um, Puppy Pal gummies are better than frozen gummies. I just want you to know that. Um, but we, this is this microphone, and this, this, this microphone plays the same song every time you push the button. Every time you push the button. Every time. And you know what they do? They push the button. A lot. So there's that microphone. Then we've got a one that looks like one of these over here, but it's like $13, and I got that too. Guess which one they go for? The one where you push the button. And it's the same song over and over and over again. But sometimes they'll get the other one. And, and Kason will take that, either one of them. But I've seen him with the, with the black microphone before. And he'll just, we'll say, preach. He'll go, and he'll just, he'll just be saying stuff and saying stuff. And he'll just be pointing his finger. And then he'll, do, he'll point the microphone to me and say, preach. I said, go ahead. And he'll just, he'll do it again. I think both my grandbabies are full of the Holy Ghost. I really do. You don't have to agree with that. But let me tell you something. If the Holy Ghost made John leap in his mother's womb at the sound of Jesus' birth coming, then he can fill our babies with the Holy Ghost. But there's been a couple of times that they've said something that wasn't intelligible that I could tell was a little bit different. But he'll just get that finger and he'll go, and they'll get on that one slide and they'll preach. They watch you. They watch you. And when they see me, I want them to see somebody that loves Jesus. Not that somebody that made himself a name in this world, but somebody that loves Jesus. And as they grow older 
And you do away with those toys and all those different things. Now listen, as they get older, the toys get more expensive. Okay? It doesn't stop there, you know. You've heard the old adage that the difference between men and boys is the, uh, the cost of their toys, and that is so true. But when I was in my 20s, I was sitting in my bed, Indian style, talking to this lady on the phone. She was a mentor of mine, and she, she was like a mother to me. I don't remember what the conversation was about. I don't, the only thing I remember is the scripture that she gave me. And it's found in 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And that word childish means immature. And there's nothing worse than seeing Somebody in their 20s, all the way through their 80s or whatever, that's still a child, spiritually. Now listen, can't nobody throw a pity party like Pastor Mike. You can ask my wife, she'll tell you. When I, I can. But that's childish. It's immature. And I've said all that to say this, that we need to come to Christ like as a child. And if you're in this place and you don't know Jesus, it's time to put away those childish things. And can I tell you that one of the ways that you can tell if you're being childish is if the first question you ask about whatever situation you're going through, what about me? What about me? I remember, stand with me, would you please? I remember when... Uh, I wasn't full-time at the church. And let me tell you something. Uh, before we even came here, the church we were at the time, I wanted to go full-time there because I guess the Lord just put it in my spirit that I wanted to be in full-time ministry. But every year I'd be hoping, thinking, you know, maybe here it could, it, it's time. We could do that. And, and I'd think, Lord, Lord, Lord. And then it wouldn't happen. I'd think, I'd be crushed. I don't mind to tell you that. I'd be crushed because that was my heart's desire. But what the Lord was seeing was, I didn't get my way. I didn't get my way. It's all about me. And sadly, that's the way it is with a lot of people when it comes to their walk with Christ. If you think it's all about you, you need to give your life to Jesus. Welcome to the Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today.